0: Oh yeah. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the hosts and guests and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the individuals may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean, I'm Jeff.
1: Are you sure this is Say What You Mean, or is it Oh, Jeff What You Mean?
0: Oh, no, it's never Jeff What You Mean. It's always like, this is Jake's show, and I'm just here just juggling shit around, <laughs> and look at me on my unicycle. <laughs>
1: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not even going to reference that because those who know what I'm doing know what I'm referencing. <laughs> Let me, this, look at. I have a blue nose. I wish this was video right now so everybody could see my microphone like in front of me. Womp <laughs> womp. Were you there? Yeah, I did that. I don't know if you were there that day. Zach shot a three and he airballed it and I go, womp womp. And yeah. He go, yeah. He goes, yeah. did you just womp womp me? <laughs> Hell yeah,
1: I did. So now that's my thing.
0: But anyways, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean
1: Podcast. Yes, there's an imposter out there. <laughs> yeah,
0: there is. Do not listen. Don't even look it up. Stop it right now. Get off your phone. Don't. And if you're driving, sure,
1: look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but if you listen to it, it'll help you crash. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow.
1: I implied it. You said it.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. We have the professional and the clown. <laughs> um okay so you shamed me into doing my homework well
1: you I mean I was just asking you if you don't know
0: it. but then I tried to play it off like I had done it and then you'd like you, you know
1: you pulled the curtain back dude and the great wizard was found <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. yeah
0: Ooh, I love well, that movie dude um so yeah first off I'll tell this story I told you already, but I'll tell the audience because it's just a dumb thing, but uh, my grandma's 75th birthday was, I don't know, last week or something, last Thursday, and we all went to Portland for dinner at this Chinese restaurant, and... There's, like, kids everywhere and, like, all family kids, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, my niece has, like, makeup and she's, like, let me put makeup on everybody. And then, like, we took the makeup away and she's, like, give me the makeup. It was just chaos. And I was, just like, straight from work and I'm just, like, I'm grumpy. Mm-hmm. I am a grouch at this time. And, like, you know, also my mom tells me, hey, be there at
1: 6. I think you described it as I'm jaking it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, what? What was the jaking it, though? Being, grou- being oh, grouchy. Oh, being a grouchy, yes. Mm-hmm. What We in the say what you mean call pay, call pulling a jake. Because you were grouchy <laughs> last week. So it just transferred to me um, the following day, actually. Mm. <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, I was jaking it. And I was just like, you know, my I was a half. Apparently, we were a half hour early, but my mom didn't tell anybody else. No, she told everybody else except for me and my brother. Nice. So we're sitting there. And... We're waiting around. If I would have done that to my mom, she would have been so annoyed. Mm. She would have been so annoyed if I said, hey, be there at 6 and then show up at like 630. Because my mom and my sister do this thing where if I say, hey, let's all meet up at 6, I'm getting a phone call or text at 601 if I'm not there. Really? Yeah.
1: So I waited till 601. Thank God you don't do that to me.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I know it's going to be like, all right. If it was like 6 or 550, then maybe I'd call Mm -hmm. you, but... Um, so, so I waited till six Oh one and I called my mom. I'm like, where are you? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, we're here. And she's like, I thought I said six 30. I'm like, Oh my God. So then I screen capped. It was in a group text of the family. So then I screen capped it and drew on it. It drew like a hundred arrows to where she said six o'clock. <laughs> like I'm just being a dick. Like I'm not in the mood for any of this, but we hung out. We socialized. Um, my dad, dad and I debated on whether or not Biden is handling anything decent. Um, So then he's going to, so he was like, I'll send you sources. I'll send you. And I'm like, okay, send, send me all the sources and then we will have a real discussion. Well, he's like all the sources I'm sending you are going to be Ben Shapiro. And I'm like, you know, I used to listen to Ben Shapiro just to have, to have insight on who he is and how he works. Right. Do it. Send it to me. He never did. Um, so, Dinner ends, and I mean, we're all hanging out. We're all saying goodbye, whatever. So I'm still like, I'm just tired, and I'm grouchy. And so we're driving north on 205, and Jen's driving, and I'm in the passenger seat. And I see my sister's car, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to just like scare him, like yell like on the freeway, like as loud as I can, like out the window to scare him. So I'm like, speed up, speed up. So they speed up. Now, this is me after a grouchy evening trying to turn around. Mm -hmm. Let's have a little fun. Sure. Like, let's get out of your element, shake it off, mm-hmm. be silly, scare them a little bit. Maybe they'd crash. Who knows? <laughs> so I roll the window down, and I, okay, I guess I was, like, halfway out the window, my body, and I just go, ah, like that, right? And I'm, like, spirit fingering them. And uh, they look over, and they're like, oh, and then, my glasses fly off, and I just watch them tumble down the freeway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And I loved
0: those glasses, Jake. They were, like, not nice and light. Nike. Like, I splurged a little bit mm-hmm. on these ones. Blue light uh, lenses. You know, scratch proof. I was like, I'm going all out on these glasses. And I just love them. They're lightweight. They're fashionable. I look handsome. And they're gone. And I'm at to the point now where, like, I just roll up the window and just sat there like head down and Jen's like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I'm like now at the point where I'm like trying not to cry, like mm-hmm. bummed out. Like I had a shitty day trying to turn it around and then just the <laughs> fucking worst thing you can imagine happens. So I mean, Jen and Cheyenne were like, dad, it's okay. Like it's all right. Like it's not that big, you know, they're it's okay. Like you're good, dad, you're good. You know, trying to talk me off the ledge. But, um, Luckily, we have new insurance and it's a new year. And so I had a new um, allowance for glasses. Mm. So I went to the eye doctor. I had already gone to the eye eye doctor to update my contact prescription Mm. because I was just going to get new contacts so I could play basketball. Well, now I need contacts and glasses. So but they had they updated all my prescriptions for glasses and contacts. And I go in there and they're like, all right. I'm like, yeah, I need glasses. Like, all right. You want to shop around? They actually had the pair, the last pair that I bought at this particular eye doctor. They were, like, way cheap and just heavy Mm -hmm. and gross, clunky. Um, But I was like, I'm going to go look at, like, the fancy ones. Like, maybe I'll splurge again. The exact pair was there. Nice. I was so excited. I was like, and that, like, made my day. I was like, yes. And then I came home to Cheyenne drama that ruined my day again. But hey, that's parenting, baby. I can't wait
1: till you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. That that was a roller coaster. Yeah.
0: I just feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now on this roller coaster. Hmm. Highs and lows, baby. Highs and lows. Wanting to play basketball, have Achilles tendonitis. Like It's just like, cool. I guess this is it now. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Jake. Jeff's just there. (laughs) <laughs> oh speaking of everybody loves jake nobody loves jake a celebration of my misfortune and i'm only saying that to be facetious this is very sweet and i i genuinely am happy that this is happening a listener sent us a gift oh for you oh wow for me let me see if the card's in here
1: do we know which listener of course oh okay
0: Okay, I'm going to read this to you, okay? Okay.
1: <clears throat>
0: me, 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 me. <laughs> Dear Hefe, I do believe that I told you I had gotten these for you and Jen when you all were anticipating smaller kiddos. I came back across them and was hoping, since your munchkin is not the appropriate size for these garments, I was hoping maybe you could pass them along to baby Steve, if that feels appropriate. Maybe they will be able to be stylishly useful um, instead of sitting in a drawer at my house. Congrats, J and K. Stay spicy, Amy.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Amy. Oh, Cougs. (laughs) Isn't that cool? That is cool. I love that. Hell yeah. Amy, thank you so much. I'm going to have to reach out to her and... On the gram, send her a thank you note. Heck yeah! That's amazing. Go Cougs! Go Cougs! I'm really excited for Isn't that. Isn't that cool? That is really cool.
0: Um, how do you feel about people like who are like if you're if you don't go to Pullman, it's it's not
1: WSU. My degree says WSU man doesn't matter. <laughs> I agree. It's so pretentious. Pullman, Pullman has uh, Pullman has been in the red. They've been hemorrhaging money for. Years, really? and the the satellite campuses, namely Vancouver, mm-hmm. have been saving their asses yeah. financially, so suck it.
0: I mean, who wants to move out there? Nobody. Nobody. Have you been out there? No. We gotta go, dude. Like, for a basketball game
1: or a football game, for sure. There's talk that the long-term plan for Washington State is to actually move the main campus to Vancouver.
0: No way. You wait till you get out there. There's no way they'll do that. Really? There's no way. It's too much. Well, it... It's there's so so, big. so
1: much of that Washington State campus there's a lot of land out there. Mm. That whole land grant from yeah. the den drinks yeah is dude there's a lot of land Yeah they could do it. The problem is is that then your everything is on is going to be on the i5 corridor right And yeah. there's I don't know would it be easier to recruit? To fly oh. recruits into Portland instead of having to fly them into, like, Spokane and then drive them two hours. Yeah,
0: or... Uh,
1: take the little puddle jump flight into Pullman. What's the... Uh, there's an Idaho town, like...
0: Uh, Moscow. Mos- yeah, but I'm sure there's a, a bigger one nearby that mm-hmm. has a, an air uh, uh, airport.
1: But anyway, driving kids from Southern California or Florida through yeah. the cornfields of... Uh, have you of, even driven out there? No. Dude, we gotta do the, it. The amber waves of grain. Yes. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. But yeah. it, you've, you have to like that. You really have to yeah. like that aesthetic. Yeah.
0: Dude, we gotta go. We gotta do it. I'm We're gonna do it. I'll okay. figure it out. Because right. last time it was me, Jesse, and Dimitri. Uh, and it was fun. It was more of like a rager. Mm-hmm. But for you, it'd be... Me and you, I think it'd be more like... Like, here's Coogland, right? Here's mm-hmm. the team. Here's the, you know, we yeah. we value this school. Um, I think it'd be fun.
1: I need to buy some of that cheese.
0: <laughs> There's this guy I used to work with at the, uh, the trucking company. He's like,
1: dude, do you know where I can get, like, a
0: giant wheel of WSU cheese? And I'm like, uh, they sell it at Vancouver where you can just go online, dude. <laughs> he was desperate for some cheese. I guess it's real good. So Apparently,
1: it's really, really good cheese. Yeah,
0: so... Anyways, Amy,
1: thank you. Yeah, thank super you so cool. much. Go Cooks. Go Kooks.
0: Um, now let's get into season 3, episode 5, How I Met Everyone Else. I've okay. watched multiple episodes, but we're just going to start here.
1: Mhm.
0: Let me ask you. <laughs> what are without without talking about anything because I have the I I broke the whole episode down. So for
1: those of you who are wondering, I gave Jeff, we're been we've been talking a lot about how I met your father and how it sucks, even though I haven't watched it. Um, I did catch like ten minutes of Kylie listening she's to it. And still watching going? it. Yeah. Dude. Whoa, she's and I, a masochist. She dude. was listening she was watching it today while she was getting ready and I was listening to it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. Yeah. Like it's not funny. She's like, I don't think it's meant to be funny. I'm like, then why are there laugh tracks? You know what makes how I met your mother better? What? How I Met Your
0: Father. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but all right. No, no. I mean it in the sense of, if you've seen How I Met Your Mother, which I have, mm-hmm. and I've watched all of it, and then I watched How I Met Your Mother, I go, holy shit, How I Met Your Mother is way better. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Because I challenged the comedy of the show. Mm-hmm. That's how we got here. So you gave me your top six episodes. Mm-hmm. I um. I've watched a few, so I, I have a point that I want to make when we're done here okay. um, about your choices, <laughs> but to overall, I'm seeing a theme in the at least the ones that I've watched that I enjoy, a part of it that I enjoy, which is basically why you like the show. So, I'm not going to ask you any questions, actually. I'm going to start telling you with my notes. So, in this episode, they are sitting around at the bar and they're hanging out and Ted brings a new girl that he's dating. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. Because he can't remember remember her name. Also, Bob Saget's narrating. It was good to hear his voice. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's bringing her to to the table. um, And this leads into everybody kind of telling the story about how they all met each other, one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I will say is the first note that I took, because I was taking notes as I was watching it. And being mindful of my laughs, um, because that is the, you know, the measure of comedy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wrote blog notes that she met Ted in a French fusion class. And my first thought was, Ted took a French fusion class? Like, immediately, I'm like, what? There's no way. Like, knowing Ted the character, I'm like, mm. I I mean, he might have, right? But then I'm just like, that's weird. That's a weird thing to do.
1: I don't know. He can... um, He can... Oh, I'll get into his how okay. pretentious right. he is. <laughs> he is very pretentious, and he can uh, he can locate the origin of French white wines within a mile yes. of where the, where the grapes are grown. Right. So. so
0: maybe yes, maybe he would. But I'm just like, what? A, that's weird. Okay. But then you find out that they met online, general term. <laughs> we won't spoil, um, and that they were embarrassed by this. Uh, and this episode. Is the episode with the infamous hot crazy scale.
1: Yes. With the Shelly Gillespie zone and the Vicky Mendoza parallel. Yes. Yes.
0: So what I loved about this that I, you know, for some reason when it first started, I was like, Oh, how does he show that again? Because I know he shows a visual Mm -hmm. and then it shows him like, like digitally doing it. Mm -hmm. And I loved that so much. I forgot that that was what it was, you know, it's it's kind of a complicated way to introduce it into the show. Like you could bring up a graph and then have a character point at a graph, right? But instead, he's drawing on the screen, which mm-hmm. I thought was so good. Um, but during after so uh, he so Barney is claiming that Blah is crazy because she's hot, and then he explains <laughs> the the hot crazy scale. Well, Blah continues uh, with the lie of meeting Ten in a cooking class, and it is so cringy, mm-hmm. like there's this scene where she's like tel- talking about meeting and Ted is just like this. In the cause back. he's, a,
1: cause he's already told them that they didn't meet. Yes. That, so yeah. he's
0: already told everybody that they met online and he's just leaning back just like,
1: Oh God.
0: And then immediately jumps into, Oh, oh why don't you guys tell how you met? Right. So that mm-hmm. initiates the, the storytelling. Um, as much as I thought it was cringy, I thought that was super funny Is like, mm-hmm. you know, he's just like, Oh God. And, and she's like just elaborating on this lie that everybody knows is a lie. Um, it is also the eating sandwiches episode. So mm-hmm. this was the uh, this is gonna make me laugh, and it made me laugh. But like the guy comes in and he's like, "The dean's coming down the hall, man. Hide your sandwiches." And then Ted comes in and he goes, "Someone's been eating sandwiches." And then like Marshall thinks he's the dean and whatever mm-hmm. finds out later. But I just thought it was so funny, just like because we know that referencing weed. Just tense sniffing. and <laughs> was laughing so hard. It was good.
1: Well, I, I loved when you met Barney too. Like met at the urinal. I'm and then, it, okay, fine, dude. fair enough. I didn't. I thought you were done. I've got bad. the whole episode. I'm, right? loving, we can I'm loving this right now. I'm I just, know I'm you are. To the visuals. <laughs>
0: um. So I loved also during this whole like bar scene how Barney is continuously. Dropping the word crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) Oh, don't get crazy. Like he's continuously saying crazy Mm -hmm. to poke at uh, Ted because he thinks that blah is crazy. Um, On the night that Ted and Barney meet, Barney uses Ted as a deaf brother to play as a deaf brother as his wingman and tells this lady that he knows signling sign um, tells the, the woman that her his brother's deaf. And then she's like, "Oh, I know sign language." And she starts signing to Ted. And Barney starts panicking, and he says, "Tells the lady that his brother doesn't sign because he's embarrassed of his tiny hands,"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: which made me laugh. Um, but then you find out that Ted does know uh, sign language. He Barney thinks he's being the ultimate wingman and communicating to her. She writes her phone number down. Ted reveals that he actually exposed him and said he's lying to you. Write down a fake number, which is great um in the class so another college flashback this is when they're talking about Ted and Lily meeting and Ted asks Lily if she's a fresh woman and states that he never says freshman cuz it's sexist <laughs> <laughs> and then i wrote uh so then Ted's drinking his wine mm-hmm. and he's talking about like you know why he drinks it and i just love how pretentious he is and also it was giving me flashbacks of people in college
1: and then he's like i cut it with grape juice Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) But I wrote down that like it reminded me of like flashbacks of college and like just Ted in general. So I wrote down right here.
1: There was more than a few Ted's in our classes. Oh, yeah.
0: I wrote college. Ted is the best in all cap because just his pretentiousness when he is calling and leaving his girlfriend the voicemail because he thinks he made out with Lily. Mm -hmm. Well, he made out with somebody. Right. But he thinks it's Lily. And just the whole voicemail is the best. It's the best. Um, and then I wrote Ted. Uh, oh, and then another part I loved. So I'm kind of highlighting like what made me laugh here, right? When Ted, uh, when Bloss says, if you don't tell everyone that it was Lily that you kissed, then I'm going to tell everybody. So Ted pulls Lily aside and was like, look, like we got to tell everybody. She's like, what are you talking about? And it made me laugh so hard. He's like, come on, Lily, come on. Come on, come on. (laughs) And he just doesn't stop. (laughs) It's so awkward, but it's so good. Um, Barney tells Marshall to go for the girl at the bar. And he's like, you know, he's doubting Marshall's skill. And he's like, I bet you can't get that girl. And it was Lily. He didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Marshall goes up and makes out with her. And then and then he says that, like, after that point, Barney was following Marshall around asking him for life tips because he (laughs) thought he was God. Um, And then the reunion. So they flash forward to a reunion uh, where Ted runs into Alexa and he finds out that he actually kissed Alexa and not Lily and that, he, but he is still too much tongue guy and Marshall and Lily look so bad. They look so bad. The makeup and just like the way that they look is terrible. Mm. Like they look haggard. Um, But then I loved it. The, how it comes back around to the final scene with sandwiches, and they're sitting up against the vending machines, eating a sandwich, and I and this is what we love about the this show. This is what we love about shows that do it well is the callback. Mm-hmm. There's this mini callback into something that had already previously happened in the episode. So we always talk about like episodes further down the road that will reference things that happen in the series. Mm-hmm. But what I notice is what I noticed about How I Met Your Mother is they'll drop something like. That you will think is just like, oh, that's a funny bit like the sandwiches. But then at the end of the episode, at least in the two or three that I've watched, the final scene they've mentioned, they've called back to that one little simple bit that they've they've kind of mentioned throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Overall,
1: funny. Okay. <laughs> I mean you just gave a pretty like in depth synopsis. Yeah, dude, I watched I watched it. I I'm
0: taking notes. I'm gonna I told you I was gonna come prepared cool uh so why is this number six and like what is it about it that like maybe things that i forgot that you oh also ted and blah met on world of warcraft yeah that
1: was, <laughs> that was what, that's where they met mm-hmm. online and then uh ted is the fe- ted is the female character yeah and she's like this big like orc yeah. like half man half like ox thing yeah yeah um I, I, I just I, I loved the dynamic <clears throat> I loved the all the flashback yeah f- of course all the f- flashback stuff and um, especially with Barney um, getting Ted to like when Ted Barney gets mad at Ted for revealing that he had actually like outed him about the death brother the deaf brother thing yeah and then so um, the entire time, They didn't want, because obviously Ted and Robin have a relationship history and Ted didn't want that brought up. Yeah. So then Barney is like, okay, Ted, why don't you tell how you and Robin met? Yeah. But tell the re-return. Oh, okay. He went back and barfed on her.
0: I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. I heard him say it. Mm -hmm. I knew there was like a breakup and dating and all that. Well, like when he. Because he met her once.
1: Well, the night that he met her, he told her that he loved her, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, And then he left. And then he went back and he yacked on her doormat because oh, okay. he was going to go back and like they drank, they drank at the bar Yeah. and he's like, I'm going back. And then he goes back and he knocks on her door and then he's yes. like, then he pukes on her doormat okay. and then like, he like welches and leaves.
0: So Barney wanted that story
1: told. And then Barney was like, oh yeah. So vomit three since 93, that was all a lie. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you're, there was another yes, episode where for yes, the, the pineapple episode where yes. he was claiming that he was vomit free since ninety three, yeah, and then it turns uh, out he had yeah, he just didn't rem- like he just had so yeah, um, I forgot.
0: I guess I forgot how good the show was. I did. Mm-hmm. It was fun to revisit on these episodes. I'm not done. I'm still going. Um, but this was a good one. A good one to start. And this is only number six. So we'll see as I count down if the belly laughs. Sue, perfect <laughs> it's fun it's fun it's, it's a fun uh exercise just one of my absolute favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah 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 top six dude number mm-hmm. six number five i can't remember what it is but i have it written down i literally have like a notepad <laughs> that was, like, oh yeah
1: dude i'm taking things more seriously
0: jake all right all right i'm coming prepared to this shit
1: you're accepting you're like going full barney right now and saying challenge accepted yeah even, you wanna... though, even though like nobody challenged you D- oh they didn't <laughs> that wasn't a challenge.
0: <laughs> it is my own personal insecurities that are challenging right. myself. Okay, well fair enough. And guess what? It will be a better product because of it. I'm not saying it's not. I'm already like panicking because 200 is 2 weeks away. That's crazy, dude. So what the fuck am I going to do? I don't know. I'm going to throw you in some awkward ass situation. Okay. I'm trying to think of a game, right? A fun game uh where honestly I'll tell you afterwards okay. what I'm thinking. Because right. I think it'll be nonsense and I think it'll be kind of fun. Okay. But it's 200 dude. 200 it's, We got to do something. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's when we'll do the release of... Uh, we'll do the Wii. Okay. The, you play in the Wii for the first time. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Um, shit, maybe we'll do a video release for 200 mm. That could be cool. That would be cool. We'll see. I'll okay. figure it out. All right. We'll do it. We'll talk about Sounds it. Sounds good. All right. Um. So next on my list is i mean do okay i mean i took a billion notes but i ukraine and russia Mm. your prediction
1: was super wrong (laughs) like not even close
0: but that's your that's your faith and belief in in foreign policy with the united states right we were hoping not just that but also hope that they Mm -hmm. would kind of handle it through diplomacy yeah was it solely the u.s or were you hoping on like
1: nato and i just didn't i just didn't think that that would I didn't think that that was a move that Russia would make. Yeah,
0: dude. And it's like they're talking shit about like nuclear war and like, oh, if we go to World War III, it's going to be nuclear and it's going to be bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit, dude.
1: I mean, that's what makes all of this seem so senseless. Right? You even try to think. Yeah. If you even that's try to, th- you even try to think about this from a real, like a realist perspective. Someone like, someone like John Mearsheimer, who is a um oh, often, yeah, often yeah often yeah that guy uh yeah that old chap <laughs> yeah. uh no john mearsheimer is a, is john. a <laughs> he's a uh international relations scholar uh-huh. um who is like the uh the quintessential like offensive realist that oh, okay. you you states uh can only survive if you are the biggest, baddest guy on the block. Yeah. And if you're not currently trying to expand your power, then mm-hmm. you're losing. Okay. So states survive by becoming by becoming more dominant than everybody else in the environment. Okay. So co- like cooperation, you don't seek... like Cooperation just makes you weak, yeah. and you only do it on an ad hoc basis. <laughs> so even like if you're trying to view it as, okay, we're going to go take Ukraine because Russia can. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it Does it really even make sense to do it, like, even, like, in that very realist, completely shedding any sort of, like, moral thought about what doing this aggressive action even means?
0: Or what it could mean beneficially to Russia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you just, like, didn't even consider, like, like the morals of it and how it makes you look. And you're just focused on pure power, coercion, and, like, just expanding what is Russia. Yeah. I just don't... I mean, maybe it's just a complete miscalculation... From Russia? On Russia's part. Yeah. That there would be this much resistance.
0: Yeah. In Ukraine or worldwide? Both.
1: Okay. I think that he believed that Ukraine wouldn't put up this kind of fight. Yeah. But I I also think that he thought that the West's... Or even the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. especially the West's ability to respond would be very fragmented Mm -hmm. because I think he trusted that his disinformation campaigns had worked, had worked a lot better than they probably than they had. Yeah. And this was kind of a big test of that. Yeah. And it's clear, at least for the first week Mm -hmm. now, we have we Americans, especially, ha- are notoriously short attention span. Mm-hmm. And right now, everybody is talking about how much they love President Zelensky or yes. what the Ukrainian people. Yep. But what happens a week from now or two weeks from now when something else happens and we change we we change our I, we change our I we change know. our attention and then we forget about it and then the next thing we know that international pressures we're not pressuring our leaders to 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 oh, keep pressuring when Russia we are not if yeah. we
0: are not right. Okay. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so other than a complete miscalculation, this move doesn't make sense by mm-hmm. Russia. It's like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you have to gain really from it? Was Do you really believe that your security was actually at risk?
0: No, there's no way.
1: With a non-Soviet friendly government in Ukraine that yeah. really was never going to join yeah. the West's alliance? like. This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. This sh- it just, it seems so senseless from both a strategic and a political standpoint. Like yeah. I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think makes it so just depressing. I mean, it's, I, it's depressing for a lot of reasons, yeah. but it's just, it, it even try to it, attach rationality to it. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I
0: think that that's why it's working against him is because everybody's like, dude, why? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Um, I wrote some things down. Uh, CJ mentioned to us, and I, th- I shared it with other people in other groups that you're in, but I thought it was so interesting how Twitter has drastically changed since freezing Russian assets. This anti Biden American Patriots activity has halted. Mm. Like it's changed the landscape of Twitter since they're like blocking out what it sounds like is all these bots who have been kind of creating this space of anti-Biden anti whatever, right? Whatever mm-hmm. they want to the narrative they want to create is now been has taken a hit since blocking out Russia,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: insane. That's that social media stuff um which we'll get to cuz we I want to talk about the state of the union if mm. you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, one there's there's two things that kind of have bummed me out as far as like in regard to just the war in general. Um So I was just doing some research and reading some things about um, just some outside kind of ripple effects to the war in Ukraine. And there's this bias in media that I've found. And um, the media is being like the, the Western media is being criticized for the hypocrisy and bias Um, they're being called out for their coverage and narratives that are used for the situation in Ukraine versus countries like Iraq and Afghanistan and other nations in Africa. Mm. So one CBS reporter that I saw said this, this place isn't like Iraq or Afghanistan. This is a relatively civilized European city Mm. where you wouldn't expect war. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. And that was on, uh, I think it was CBS. Yeah. And, and in the middle of that, he goes, the full quote was like, this place isn't like Iraq or Afghanistan. It's relatively civilized. I should watch my words here. European city, uh, a European city where you wouldn't expect war.
1: You should have watched his words before saying <laughs> civilized. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's just like, you know, I mean, there's conflicts all over the world, right? And this one is getting, you know, maybe because of who the instigator is is why it's getting the attention that it is mm-hmm. but um, when you're saying shit like that there's that's a gross bias and that racism maybe mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're gonna call well, it what it is it is yeah
1: it, I mean it, it absolutely yeah. is right but I because th- I I've been having I've been actually kind of doing that mental exercise and then kind of mm. pushing it down because i'm like do i want to unpack my unconscious biases right <laughs> now do i have the headspace for that yeah, not for at the sure. moment maybe re- maybe revisit that later yeah uh i hope that at the end of this we can all be like any war of aggression no matter where it is mm-hmm. is unjustifiable yeah maybe it took people looking like us maybe it took it happening absolutely, to p- people Jake. who look like us I, that's I'm, for I'm us absolutely to be what like, it is oh that is actually a bad thing and yeah. we can't just justify it away for all the normal justifications that we give. Yes. Right. Cause we're, we're looking at Putin and being like, Oh, we're going to go denazify Ukraine. Yeah. We're going to go free Ukraine from this terrible government. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But we use the same. Yeah. We have used the same argument to justify our involvement all around the world. Yeah. yeah. There isn't, I mean, it's not a complete parallel. Because obviously, like, Saddam Hussein was a terrible dictator. He was awful to his people. He tortured them. He killed them. He ga- he gassed them. Yeah. <clears throat> he wasn't a democratically elected leader. He was a terrible individual. Yeah. Zelensky is is not, yeah. right? They're, it's not completely comparable. For sure. <clears throat> so it's like, you can't even, like, sp- I guess you can't even spin the moral argument of... In Iraq, we were overthrowing a legit dictator that everybody would look at and be like, "That's a that's an actual dictator." Where no one can, other than Russia, nobody's looking at Zelensky's government and being like, "That's a dictator who's like torturing Mm -hmm, and killing mm -hmm, his own mm -hmm, people."
0: mm -hmm. I will say that I kind of went down that exercise a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Again, like, oh God, cognitive dissonance, don't do it. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. Um, But what I found myself doing, you know, I did think, of course, you know. Oh maybe this is more maybe this is more shocking because more people are seeing white people who look like them in this war situation, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously that is definitely a factor in this. But for me, I think what really stood out and it was like, "Oh my god," was seeing modern warfare in like on on like cities and buildings that kind of look like ours. Mm-hmm. It was the landscape that I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit." Like this is like, and it's snowy and treed and forested. Like it's, the cities are covered, like, surrounded by forests, which reminds me very much of the Pacific Northwest. So for me, it was like the visual of like mm. seeing them like hitting these apartment buildings or government buildings. And I'm like, oh my God. Like that was the first, when I broke it down, that is mm. really what gave me that check. Like, yeah. oh shit. Sure. Um, which doesn't mean that there's not modern warfare tactics in places like Iraq and Afghanistan or whatever, but um Maybe, maybe again, like when you, the bombing of Iraq from a, from a distance, you know, the shots in my head of Baghdad Mm -hmm. are, are far distance at night. Right. So, and I was young, I wasn't as attentive. Right. So, but maybe if it was, you know, with the era that we're in, and the cell phones and the, the footage of the planes flying right overhead and missiles flying right in front of you, not Mm -hmm. detonating, like all of that stuff is so... It's in my hand. It's in the palm of my hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just imagining that being here. Definitely. It's, it's I think that's what gave me that gut check. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I think you're absolutely right on the proliferation of technology changing our perception of yeah. war. Because, uh, I mean, I think we've all seen those really grainy images yeah. of Iraq, the invasion of Iraq. Um,
0: filtered through
1: a media giants,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Who are controlling what we're seeing. And now, anybody on, you know, across the world can post these things and reshare these things on their social media. So it's a little raw.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Definitely. Um, there's Yeah, I I, I definitely I, I think that being able to to bring so many different angles has really yeah. like changed people's perception of it as well. I, I think also with this particular conflict Versus other conflicts is that you you brought up the modern war aspect and this is like the first time there's been actual like pitched battles between like le- legitimate uh f- like uniformed forces on both sides. Oh, okay. Anytime like the United States has been involved. That's a great point. In a conflict I recently <laughs> yeah. is that... We were fighting in Iraq. After like the first two weeks, we were fighting insurgents. We yes, were fighting right um, on. We were fighting people who were not wearing uniforms. Right. There was no like pitched battles. Right. Yeah. There was no like. That's this a is great the, point. This is the battle of Kiev. Yeah. Other than Baghdad and like uh, some of the other uh, northern cities, mm-hmm. there really wasn't. There weren't pitched battles between yeah. the Iraqi military Militaries, and the U.S. Yeah. military. And the same thing in in uh, in Afghanistan. Africa, oh, well, oh, Afghanistan Africa, yeah. too, but also Africa. You have. You see, there's there has been civil wars break out, or certain other countries have invaded others. Rwand- the Rwandan genocide, is something that really comes in mm-hmm. comes to mind. Uh, and where it was like, I mean, I I think the Rwandan, I, mean, I wasn't really alive for the Rwandan war- genocide, but I think that that got a lot of coverage. Yeah. Um. But it, it's 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 hard because we 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 see. I wonder if civil wars are viewed differently because a lot of what happens in Africa is actually more civil wars Mm. than it is um, like nations coming in and and, uh, trying to like a war of aggression against another nation. Right. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. There is definitely a hypocrisy. Yeah. uh, And you you do hear it. You do hear it echoed, especially in the the word, the choice of words by media anchors. Yeah. It's not great. But I do hope like to just kind of re-echo my sentiment. I hope that if anything comes out of this, we all have a new under- we all have a new understanding and a new like threshold of what is acceptable behavior yeah uh, by other states towards others. like yeah. w- there needs to be more of an adjustive there needs to be a recalculation of the justifications we use for war. Yeah.
0: So um, just to continue on this uh, racism aspect, I'm sure you've heard, but like students and migrants are experiencing discrimination when trying to flee Ukraine. So specifically like Africans and Indians and other people of color are experiencing long waits and being sent to back of lines for trains and other modes of escaping. That's not great. Yeah.
1: I hadn't heard that. I saw you post something about uh, Africans, uh, people of African descent who are in Ukraine, uh, not being able to get on, not being able to get on trains or being blocked from getting on trains. Uh, That's awful.
0: Yeah. There's some, um, like some anecdotal stories that I've seen, like on social media and stuff, of like people telling their story and like literally being told, like, no blacks, like getting in the back of the line. Wow. Yeah. So no, no breaks on the racism train, dude. It's everywhere.
1: Yeah. That's, um, that's terrible. Yeah. And you, you, you like to think that we're beyond that, but then when push comes to shove, uh, it's we, rev- we humans result to their, like worst instincts.
0: Yeah, the otherization mm-hmm. and the and you are no. not like me. I'm first. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: I did also uh, note some sanctions here because I thought that that I want. I was looking into the sanctions and like r- what the real impacts really were. Um. So I wrote down some of the sanctions that I looked up. So, um, Nike and Apple closed their online stores to Russia. The world's biggest shipping lines, MSC and Maersk, suspended container shipping to and from Russia. Airplane companies like Boeing and Airbus have stopped supplying parts and, uh, and support to Russian airlines. The value of the ruble has dropped to a record low of less than one cent. Russian stock exchange free fell. The free fall eroded people's savings. Russia, Russian Central Bank has doubled interest rates since uh, after the U.S. and allies froze much of its foreign reserves. Disney, WB, and Paramount uh, have all paused theatrical releases of movies in Russia and I wrote that all of this is important to pressure the Russian government mm-hmm. from inside
1: it is but it needs to be sustained
0: yeah like you were talking yeah. about if if the people around the world the citizens around the world become apathetic and there's no pressure to their governments to do anything about it then they won't mm-hmm. or won't continue to do so yeah um I did uh, also find that Russian authorities are also cracking down on public expressions of opposition to what the government continues to call, quote, a special operation in Ukraine. Russian news organizations and even reportedly Russian Wikipedia um, are getting blocked and fined for using the word war. Hmm. Almost 7000 people have been arrested in anti-war protests.
1: That's that's a crazy that's an insane crackdown. Yeah. I don't think the United States has ever arrested seven thousand people. Seven thousand people
0: in war protests. But you're also not allowed to like on any websites or anything refer to it as a war. Mm. It's a what did I say it was?
1: A special operation. A special
0: operation.
1: That's that's nice wording. It's the most fantastic
0: right? and special
1: <laughs> It's a very it's a very Trumpian <laughs> uh, way to describe things. Yeah. But I mean that's also I mean, what was the war on terror? Yeah, right? right? It's slogans. Yeah, it's vague. It's very it's meant to be vague. Yeah, oh yeah. So um, there's no
0: end line or no enemy. It's, mm-hmm. you know, who's the enemy? We don't know.
1: Yeah, we're yeah. just we're just there doing a special operation. Yeah. We're not we're not causing war because right now Putin Putin has been spreading these has been spreading Disinformation amongst his populace for a decade on yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, this all comes back to 2014 mm-hmm. when you, during the May Day uh, revolution, when Ukraine rose up and overthrew the Russian-backed mm-hmm. government and installed a democracy. Yeah, and then elect duly elected Vladimir Zelensky. They Russia has wanted to remove Zelensky's government or that Democrat, whoever that government ends up being, but that democratic democratically elected government, they want out of Ukraine so that Ukraine can become a puppet state just like Belarus is. And, Uh, they're, it looks like they're going to stop at nothing until they get it. Yeah. Regardless of what the short term costs are, because I think Putin's calculation. Now, don't take anything I'm saying seriously, because (laughs) I was absolutely, (laughs) objectively, completely wrong. I was going to
0: ask you at the end of this if there's any like, uh, predictions you wanted to make. (laughs) No,
1: absolutely no predictions. But I do, I mean, it seems like, uh, well, this is in itself a prediction, but, uh-huh. it do, but it does seem like Putin is going to continue on this track, regardless of the costs, yeah. until he has accomplished his, his short-term goal yeah. of removing the the government in, in Kiev. Yeah. Uh, so the only way to make him pay is to continue to keep pressure on him. Yeah because and we're we're not going from gonna, outside and inside. Yeah, I mean I I said a couple of weeks ago I said if if Biden couldn't stop this is a foreign policy failure and I'm still going to stand by that. Yeah. This was a foreign policy failure. But I don't know how he could have done I don't know how he could have done anything short of putting boots on the ground. Yeah. Like, and they, that's what I said. That's what I've been saying. And um so yes this was a failure. Mm-hmm. But I Like, I can't sit here and say, like, I I would have thought to do anything differently. I mean,
0: I try to, I like equate it to, like, talking to these um, MAGA bros who are just detached from reality. Like, they're just so extreme. Mm -hmm. How do you talk sense into someone like that? Or or have a, a diplomatic conversation? And in Biden's case with Putin, I feel like that's kind of where he's at. Like we said, like, there's n- there's no logical reason that we can point to, like, why he's doing this. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, overall, it's just senseless, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the MAGA bros will say, well, that's just because he's such a genius. He's playing. he's sure. He, like Trump, they're playing 3D chess while the rest of us are eating our own checkers. Yes. So,
0: but that's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. now
1: you're trying to,
0: on an international level, have a conversation with someone who thinks like that. Because I'm sure Putin thinks he's playing 3D chess. He sees the long term, the plan, and he's going to make it all work. It's not going well because they are being met with quite a bit of resistance, like bottling companies who are like handing bottles out for Molotov cocktails. Mm -hmm. It's impressive how those people are just like. But then it doesn't make you think like, what would you do? What would I do? If it was here, an invasion at home.
1: Man, I can't talk about that. I can't even speak on the hypothetical. Like, I, I would like to think that I would go Red Dawn it, yeah, right? I would yeah. just Wolverines and go yep. and take to the hills. Like, yeah. every uh, every dude in every gun shop's wet dream. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I swear some of the, and just side note, I swear some of those guys want that to happen so For they sure. can, they think they want it to happen, yeah. right? Until it actually happens and they realize, like, oh, shit, like,
0: until this a thousand people from your community are dead.
1: Are dead. And then you're facing down the, the barrel of a tank. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Uh-huh. It's one thing to want it. And it's another thing to do what the Ukrainians are actually doing, yeah. which is literally standing in front of tanks and being ran over by them.
0: Yep. Tell saying, uh, what do they say on the snake Island? Oh, Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Turns out those guys are actually alive. Huh? Turns out those guys are oh, actually they are. alive. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Good. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. So
1: awesome. Great act of defiance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so Russian, it's right now, because back to my original yeah. point, is that, to not my original point, but a point I made a few sentences ago, <laughs> is that right now... Putin does not care about influencing the rest of the world and trying to justify it. He tried that. The U.S. called him on the carpet and been like, no, like, this is what you're trying to, you're trying to create a false flag event. And this yes. is when you're going to do it. This is how you're going to do it. And we're not going to let anybody fall for it. I feel like he keeps running ass. into that. We, we're calling your ass out. That is a testament to the accuracy and just yes. amazing ability of our intelligence, Amen. of our intelligence apparatus. Yeah. That They were able to, I mean, not that Russia is super easy to hack or easy to figure out what the hell's going on there. Mm-hmm. They were able to accurately predict the area and the time in which they were consistently going to be trying to do all of this shady shit. Yeah. And been like, nope, we're at, we not only are we confident in it, we confident to go on the international stage with it and put it out in front of everybody. And then Putin couldn't do shit because he's yeah. like, oh fuck. Like he called us on the carpet. I guess I'll just attack. I'm just going to have to do it anyway. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Um, that's insane so, but those are the, but it's crazy it's like right that's the same intelligence apparatus that when uh, they asked when reporters asked Trump do you think it was Putin who hacked the US uh, like who hacked the US elections yeah interviewed in US elections and he was like oh I, do, I don't have any reason to not think that to, to think that it was Putin and then calls like he routinely called out our intelligence yeah. as being buffoons. Like yeah. they don't know what they're talking about.
0: Undermining our intelligence agencies.
1: And when our intelligence agencies literally did everything, like should have, like if you're dealing with a rational actor, would have, would have stopped the war. Yeah. It. it I really truly believe that if you're, I mean, dealing with anybody other than Putin, mm-hmm. you're probably they probably we probably stopped the war. Which is why this is just so crazy. I don't understand yeah. it. I don't understand it, this guy. But um, that's just where we are. But. He has to continue to make sure that his his people believe it. Yeah. And they Russian media, which is essentially completely state owned, has been pumping bullshit Mm -hmm. narratives to the Russian people about you, about the Ukrainian government. Um, Did you did you watch the Ukrainian ambassador to the U.N. today? Mm -mm. So he he. uh, Oh, I
0: might have seen a clip, but go ahead.
1: About the text message between the Russian soldier and his mom. No. So somehow the Ukrainians got a hold of this text message chain mm-hmm. between a Russian soldier who was killed in uh who was who was killed in Ukraine. Yeah. Um that was he was conversing with his mom because his mom thought he was still in crimea and he was like no mom we're not in crimea we're actually in we're in ukraine we're doing a special operation and he goes mom i don't understand this is so hard he's like we were told that we were coming to liberate the ukrainians that they would be welcoming us because of how bad Zelensky was and as soon as we crossed the border they've been throwing their bodies in front of our tanks they're they're throwing Molotov cocktails no. at us. They're trying to shoot us. They're calling us fascists. And he goes, I don't understand. He goes, this feels so wrong. And then he died like moments later. And the and the Ukrainian prime minister is reading that at the UN saying like, this is not just a tragedy of the Ukrainian people. This is a tragedy of the Russians yeah. as well. And it, that was like, one, just heartbreaking. Yeah. But two, so effective. Yeah.
0: Imagine showing up there for your nation and then being met with that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you continue to have the will to, to quote, fight? Right. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um,
1: wow. But did you see that uh, Kylie pointed this out to me and I went yeah. looked it up on my way here? Uh, the Russian ambassador to the UN, which of course they vetoed. <laughs> it's so funny. Like this is like the ineffectiveness of the UN yeah. because the Security Council, any veto of the of a permanent member, uh, basically stops anything that the UN does in its tracks. Yes. They tried to pass a resolution denouncing the Russian uh, incursion into Ukraine, yeah. and of course, like Russia vetoed it. Yeah, right. Of course. Like that's yeah. Just, I mean, fuck. It's Stupid. <laughs> uh, the. Um, but the Russian ambassador to the UN was like, "How can the United you know, How can the United States sit here and lecture Russia about trying to overthrow an elected an elected leader when they overthrew an elected leader in Donald Trump?" Oh, so like echoing Trump's big lie about
0: no way about dude.
1: Uh, about stolen elections, basically saying like you guys you guys aren't even a democracy. You overthrew the legitimate winner of your election. <laughs>
0: Uh, Holy shit, yeah. dude! But there's no connection there. No connection at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we'll see, and I'm sure we'll keep following it and updating it and tra- tying more, drawing more ties to, to our buddy Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch State of the Union?
1: I clips. Oh, he didn't watch it. No. Oh, okay, why not? I was moving last. We were moving stuff oh, last night, and shit. I I just didn't. I just didn't. I don't know, man. Like you don't
0: care about America. No,
1: I don't. I just <laughs> That's like. What that means. I'm just like. What is? What is this? Like, what is this guy gonna like? What really? What is Biden gonna say? Like, it, okay,
0: I guess I'll tell you what he said. No,
1: is there anything that stood out to you? Of the clips that I saw. Yeah. Um, just the actions of some of the people in Congress okay. was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, but also it was really cool the way he, um, talked about Stephen Breyer, and how he, um, introduced well she wasn't there but canton ta- uh but brown uh jackson brown or brown brown jackson mm-hmm. i can't remember the which way her hyphenated last name is the new appointed supreme court justice Yes. Yeah, yeah um well not i mean she's nominated she hasn't been appointed yet but um i thought that was really well handled by him uh i i do like that he some of the things he talked about were definitely going to make um progressives mad and they oh, were yeah. they were mad oh yeah but I don't disagree with him trying to distance himself from defund the police. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think if they were going to have any chance of holding on to seats in the midterm, they had to distance themselves yeah. from that slogan. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah.
0: Uh, Francis Haugen was there. Who's that? The Facebook whistleblower. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which kind of got me. At, let me pull up my notes here. Um, which I thought was... Because I did send something to you. I don't necessarily think I... I put it in my notes here but there was talk of, of um, governance over that space right mm-hmm. over the social media space and what you know what information they have access to and what ads they have and who they're targeting on their social media ads and as a member of the empire you've always been pushing for <laughs> governance over this space so it was interesting not only that he did touch on that but he had her there which is you know she's a symbol of kind of the manipulation and shadiness of of the social media companies and what they do, Mm -hmm. i.e. Facebook. Um, So I wrote that. (sighs) I thought it was interesting, but also very cool how Ukrainian blue and gold was all throughout the room. Mm -hmm. The entire room. Both sides. It was everywhere. Yeah. I thought that was interesting.
1: There seems to be a very bipartisan push for a large Ukrainian aid package. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah.
0: Obviously, the heckling from... Lauren uh, Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Green.
1: I mean, Marjorie Taylor Green had just came back from her white nationalist rally. So. Yeah.
0: And Seems she was, about
1: it. Seemed about on poor. She on was par- live
0: tweeting it. And of course, she was. She's, she's probably she's high trash at dude. the same time. She's too. disgusting. Um, <laughs> moving on, uh, his COVID optimism, I thought was interesting. Biden said, I cannot promise you that a new variant won't come, but I can promise you we'll do everything within our power to be ready if it does. And I mean, if you look at the way that the last administration disassembled any pandemic planning group, Mm -hmm. it's kind of comforting to know that at least this one is now trying to get us through it, but also planning for the future. Sure. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: He focused on inflation, but uh, countered it with economic nationalism. He said he authorized the releasing of oil. From the reserves. He spoke out against price gouging and he called for the confirmation of this Federal Reserve Board nominees. He also took a nationalistic turn promoting the making of American products. He urged companies to lower your... Co- he, sa- uh, he says, lower your costs, not your wages. Make more cars and semiconductors in America. More infrastructure and innovation in America. More goods moving faster and cheaper in America. More jobs where you can earn a good living in America. Instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America.
1: That's a great sentiment. Yeah. It can't.
0: Unfortunately, there isn't anything a president can do to curb inflation. In the short term, he has to hope Um, I also put that Mm -hmm. he has to hope that the pandemic recedes and inflation goes along with it. Yeah. But, I mean, again, he's calling it out, but it's not anything he can directly impact. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there was a focus group that CNN did and, like, people who were, like, live reacting to the stuff he was saying. Yeah. And people were saying that he did not do enough to address the issues of inflation.
0: Dude, he spent, like, the most time on that other than Ukraine.
1: Dude, I'm... Most people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's true. <laughs> they really don't. If they're watching it,
0: they're immediately going, "Hey, uh, does someone let the dog out?" They're missing things that he's saying. Mm-hmm. They're not intently watching it, taking notes.
1: No, What's, I mean, yeah. And to be honest, what really can you gauge from the state of there's? Oh, yeah. yeah, there is a lot you can. Usually, there's a, these are pretty like softball things for sure. Where like you're going to look pretty good. Yeah. Because I think, like, you have the only microphone, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've even listened to some of Trump's... I haven't even listened... Like,
0: I went back and listened to his first one.
1: And I'm like, there's... There were times I'm like, okay, like he's round, like he's kind of he's he's using really good rhetoric that kind of gets everybody rallied around the flag, and and like when people rally around the flag, they rally around the head of the government, and it's like, okay, like we're all in this together, right? We're all Americans, and then we get done watching it, and we're like, uh, fuck everybody else. Yeah. Uh, So we, I don't know, I should watch it. I'll probably go back and watch it. Uh, I'm not doing anything tonight after this, so I might go. I might go tune in, but he. He just does not. I don't know. I just don't know if he doesn't inspire. I thought he did great. I, I haven't watched it, so yeah. I don't. Know. But a lot of people are like, on really? It. So, yeah. People
0: were distracted and they were on their phones and they weren't more watching. Than, more than likely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I or thought he did people, a great or, job. Most
1: people like me just watched clips.
0: Yeah. If I'm watching so. it, I'm going yes, yes. There you go. Like it, it got me excited, hmm. which is the job of it, right? Yeah. But. All, one thing that I wrote down was, um, I did I did write this uh, for as far as the, as you mentioned, unifying bipartisanship. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. We should all agree. The answer is not to defund the police. The answer is to fund the police. Fund them with resources and training they need to protect our communities. Boo! <laughs> what? Um, so... Uh, of course and i've mentioned you know i'm thinking back like when donna was on and we were talking about you know the the future of the nation and who's going to be president and new administrations like what is important to you and one thing that i brought up was the environment and global warming Mm -hmm. and he talked about he wants to build a national network of Half a million electric ve- uh, vehicle charging stations across the nation, right? So there's this shift. And, in- dude, did you notice how many electric vehicle commercials were on in the Super Bowl?
1: A ton. It was all Bitcoin and it was all cryptocurrencies and... Uh, EVs. And, and, yeah. That's electric- it.
0: Yeah. It was insane. That's a massive turn. Yeah. In, like, where we've been. hmm Right? Yeah. Big trucks. Oh, big trucks oh, in dear. America. Football.
1: Well, true. But... They're still a big truck guy. Yeah, but
0: all these big trucks are kind of shifting towards electricity.
1: Mm, true.
0: Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's something I noticed during the Super Bowl that we didn't discuss. But um, So, it, it's it makes me happy to see us kind of shifting, at least for now, planning and hoping to shift that way. And with the Super Bowl, I think if you get corporate America... To recognize a desire for electric vehicles, then, I mean, that brings the price down for electric vehicles, so more affordable for people, and then they'll be more encouraged to to buy them, Mm -hmm. um, which could be beneficial, right? Um, But one thing that I did the most research on was that um, he was talking about beginning to replace poisonous lead pipes for drinking water. So I did some research. Um, The problem in Chicago... Uh, for the Chicago, Chicago metropolitan age. So mostly this the Chicago. There was other cities, but I just stuck with Chicago, um, Chicago metropolitan agency for planning estimates. Uh, for planning, estimates that nearly 90% of homes in Little Village, Chicago, which is, I, I think, on the southwest side, they said, um, may be getting their water from lead lines. Family, families in Little Village won't use their water for cooking or drinking, only for cleaning and washing. They'll boil it before using it or cooking, or use filtration systems or use bottled water. The city of Chicago has 380,000 lead lines. The entire state of California has 65,000
1: damn
0: yeah chicago is oh. also a lot older it is and that's why mm-hmm. because that so at, it wasn't until like the 70s or something that they said no more lead pipes mm-hmm. um in chicago 64.4 percent of the 3000 homes tested had lead in their water Ooh. biden's american jobs plan uh the administration proposed a 40 so this was early on in his administration He proposed a bill um, For 47 billion dollars to remove 6 to 10 million lead lines Across America So it's a national problem um, And I just think about Like uh, what's that one in um, Michigan Flint, Flint. Yeah. yeah and just their water And just like in sh- in this little Village in, in Chicago They're talking about like the smell of the Water mm. and it's just like the, It's unusable and, and then I think about, like, where we are with gas prices and inflation. And, like, there are people in this country who are struggling to have water. Like, it's a privilege that, yeah, it sucks and it costs money. And, I I, I, I you know, I'm in a place where I'm, I think I'll be okay for now, mm-hmm. right? But there are families that aren't okay with the inflation. And it's it's affecting them drastically, right? Or, or maybe to a point where they're having to make decisions that are, kind of unfair but if your decision is i can't buy tickets to this fucking concert or get fill my gas tank relax dude because you're fucking drinking water out of your faucet Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah Uh, get me fucking fired up and pissed (laughs) off
1: (laughs) perspective perspective
0: yeah it's just it's just sucks man and and i hope that like like with you saying that you hope that it it brings perspective and understanding of like what we are going to be okay with to start as far as like starting wars or or reasons or validations in the same way it's like i just wish there was more understanding and perspective of the privilege you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just gross it bums me out anyways you wanted to talk about nature yeah <laughs> nature okay what do you got well Oh. What? Just little birds. You hear birds? The audience will.
1: Oh. <laughs> Anyways, tell cheep, me about cheep, the nature. Cheep. Um so it just got me thinking. Okay. Like, I have, What did what did? Well, you know how we both, you and I have both have shared we've shared a love for the cosmos. Oh,
0: right? absolutely. We both took the same uh, professor or teacher at uh, Clark mm-hmm. both loved that class um sorry go ahead
1: no you're fine it was awesome yeah it's great i anytime you want to give props to uh dr dick shamrell from mm-hmm. Clark college and his amazing astronomy class i am here for it because uh, that guy was amazing mm-hmm. one of the one of the most fun and enthusiastic absolutely and, and professors i've ever had yeah like um
0: he made he made astronomy like I love space, right? Mm-hmm. But he made it like me enthused about it. Yeah. And Eve, did you take the um, the lab with him as well? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to do a lab. Dude, not only that, I did everything in my power to, to, to get the best grades on those exams that I could. Like things that I did. I did like flashcards. Mm-hmm. I was trying everything because. They were hard exams. They were hard. But I was encouraged and excited to try to learn it, mm-hmm. one,
1: but also like.
0: I don't know. I felt smart in that class when I was retaining it and mm-hmm. learning it. Yeah. It was the shit. Yeah.
1: Guy amazing. Yeah. Um, I think he's retired. So if, he, if somehow it gets out to him that two of his former students wish him a very happy and long re- and healthy retirement. Yeah.
0: Well, I think he's my sister in law and brother in law's neighbor. Oh, really? So I'll go tell them to tell him. We yeah. said that.
1: There's two guys <laughs> who have a podcast and they love him. Yeah. So amazing guy. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so love for the cosmos and it's just amazing i've been every once in a while i get on these kicks where i go in and i put i i start just researching certain things in the solar system uh, what kind of new discoveries are being made what kind of what oh, what, okay. what things are we doing to better our understanding of what is out there right like what is going on with mars like like what is planned for um, yeah like what's Mars doing right yeah uh,
0: what are the Martians up to
1: um, but like what Like, not only that but like the history of like how Pluto was discovered and okay. like it was completely by like this dude was looking for the like planet 9 and he's like there's there has to be a based on the wobble in uh, Neptune's orbit yep. there has to be Something another there. planet there Yeah. and he's like it's got to be in this section and then, That's math, and bro. then, and then like his <laughs> but this is also the same guy that swore that there were martians and he's like all of the scars on Mar- on mars are our uh-huh. uh, canals mm. which means that there are, there's a bunch of farmers on mars and mm. he spent his entire fortune he's like this rich dude who wasn't it didn't even work from nasa he just was like i'm going to uh spend all of my own money to build this big planetarium and i'm going to prove that there are martians and this is like in the early 1900s and he was oh, clearly wrong yeah but then he ended up being Right, but only by accident, on by discovering Pluto. Okay, even though that Pluto has now been graded to a protoplanet and not an actual planet, which currently sucks. did you look that up? It is still not a planet.
0: Oh, that's dumb,
1: but there are thoughts that there is a planet nine somewhere out there, well beyond uh, um, like just has this new The Kepler belt.
0: Um, finish my sentence, please.
1: Gravitational pull,
0: no, it has a uh, oh. A,
1: orbit? Yes. Mm.
0: Is that was that how? Like how do we not know about it?
1: Well, Just the distance? There's there's thought that with there are unexplained gravitational effects mm. happening in our solar system. In our solar system, okay. especially in the outer protoplanets because okay. there's like where Pluto is. Mm-hmm. Just beyond that, there's a shit ton of Pluto-like planets oh. that are just floating around the Kepler belt or just outside the Kepler belt. Kay. But they're moving in really strange orbits mm-hmm. from what we're able to track. So there's actually in um, Arizona there's or New Mexico, they're, uh, they're building a... Someone's building a planetarium that is going to be able to map the entire night sky every single night. And mm. then they can compare the movement of... The movement of stars because you'll know like a star will be will maintain from picture to picture will will maintain its uh its position yeah but planets will move and so they can compare all of these images Mm, so they're that's wild they think that there is they'll be within the next couple years they'll be able to predict actually be able to see if there is a legit planet out there anyway so that's kind of cool so i'm thinking that's all freaking amazing and it's so cool to think about all of this shit is happening on earth, like whether we're here or not. And when I was at the beach the other day, I'm sitting there watching the waves crashing in and thinking like, this is happening because of a moon that is orbiting the earth. And that moon just happened to be created by chance when proto earth collided with another planetary sized object and it smashed into what is now present day earth throwing all of that debris out into space which eventually formed and then created our moon Mm -hmm. which now gives us our seasons and our tides and well not quite all of our seasons but in a way kind of our seasons our our (laughs) axis gives us our seasons but that ramming in the 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 gravitational pull of the moon does affect our seasons a little bit, but it's just, it's amazing to think about like all of the stuff that happens on earth is stuff that is just happening. Mm -hmm. There isn't some, there isn't some like person, like some cognizant being Mm -hmm. necessarily that's sitting there like tinkering with everything. It's happening because it's just happening. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's just amazing. Like all of those forces working together, to create something that's just so magical. You can look out on the ocean and be like, this is the only place in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions and of miles that has anything that even looks remotely that yeah. like, would yeah. ever look remotely to this. And it's just so rare to think about how amazing that is. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you like perspective. Like, There's this photo, I want to share it on our Instagram, yeah. that a NASA satellite took from underneath Saturn's rings and it's just a tiny little blue dot yeah and you can see earth yeah and it's just this little tiny tiny dot yeah and the distance between earth and saturn is like twice the distance between earth and the sun yeah which is crazy to think about because the sun is 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 93 million miles away from us
0: yeah oh
1: crazy right it's just it's just so cool i don't know that's just so cool but
0: did you watch carl sagan's pale blue dot Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will always remind myself a little bit of like just how insignificant we are, and kind of sub- subject to whatever the universe or whatever mm-hmm. decides.
1: But as so we're talking about perspectives, mm-hmm. I just think that it's good to remember how fortunate we are. Yeah. But then also makes you wonder why people like fucking Putin mm-hmm. are doing the things that they are doing because we're so lucky, we're so fortunate. Why would you want to potentially end this amazing miracle yeah. that is this planet and cause death and destruction to millions of people because in your little narrow view of the of the universe mm-hmm. and the world, you think there's nothing more important yeah. than causing that. Yeah. It's just crazy to For me. For a that.
0: plot of land. Mhm. Yeah. Right? I mean, you could even argue and people will argue, you know, what is even the point of these borders? And, you know, I mean, that's going to get you down (laughs) a rabbit hole of like of of governance. Mm -hmm. Right. But 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 in all honesty, from up there, there are no borders and it's just land and it's beautiful. All of it's beautiful in its own way. Mm -hmm. If you just look at it, there's so many times where I'll sit like on the bank of the Columbia or when I'm looking down the Columbia up at the mountain and I'm like, dude what would this all look like if there was never any of this development and construction and like how beautiful would that be because I can look at the mountain and I can kind of blur, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The, 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 the human development of it all, it's still amazing, right? The river, the trees, the mountain, but I mean, obviously I guess now we need all of this stuff to survive into, you know, but that's all just stuff. It's all just stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Really, if you just look at it, it's fucking beautiful, right? And like the the native people who just lived off the land here and who through, you know, millions of years identified different ways to like heal their bodies and to nourish their bodies and to to grow and develop food and the way that uh, corn was developed from just seeds and just selection and that is insane. Mm -hmm. And that is like... There's beauty in the human ability to do that stuff, right? Definitely. Not in whatever the fuck Putin
1: thinks he's doing. Mm Yeah. I love nature. Bye. (laughs) Nature.